Good to see you this morning. Let me ask you a question. We know the Holy Spirit is present in this place. He's here. We know that. If you're a child of God, he lives within you. So he's present. But let me ask you this question. What if Jesus was standing here today in the flesh in this church what would you ask him what would you ask Jesus if he was standing here I'm sure some of us would want problems solved some of us would want healing for our families maybe for ourselves. Some of us would want our nation to get back to where we ought to be. I'm sure if I ask each one of you, you'd have a, you'd in all probability have a, <clears throat> have a different answer if I ask you what would you want to talk to Jesus about. But in our scripture lesson this morning, the disciples ask him to do something for them. Turn to Luke chapter 11, please. Luke chapter 11. <clears throat> Notice the scriptures. Luke 11, verse 1. And it came to pass that he was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And then Jesus went on in verses 2, 3, and 4. <clears throat> he gives them a description of how to pray. But this morning I want us to bring our attention to verse 1. Jesus was praying. The disciples, of course, had, had been with him for some time in his ministry. And I'm sure they've heard him pray over and over again. And that always probably amazed them as he prayed. And I'm sure they would never forget his uh, demonstration of power as he opened blind eyes and deaf ears and caused people to get up and walk again that had never walked before. They were, they had the privilege of being there and witnessing those things. But now a disciple said unto him, after hearing him pray, when he was finished, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And some might ask, well, what about that phrase, as John taught his? It could be that they were privileged to be around John when he taught his disciples how to pray, but yet they realized that 
Jesus was a master of prayer. And what they were saying was simply this, impart to us, give to us the secret of prayer. Church, we need to learn this today. You agree? We need to learn this desperately today. And we must be a praying people. We need to be a church, listen to me closely, we need to be a church that when people even get on the grounds of this place or even pass in front of this church, they would sense and know that this is a praying church and a praying people. They need to know that. That we pray and we believe in prayer and we know that God's going to hear our prayers. We need to cry out of desperation and hungry, powerless lives, these words, Lord, teach us to pray. We're desperate and we need it. We're powerless and we need him. What they saw in Jesus was the fact and necessity of prayer. Just as we've got to have water to drink and food to eat and, and uh, air to breathe, prayer is a necessity. And it's a, a necessity in the life of every believer. Prayer was not only necessarily, but it was natural for Jesus. And somebody's going to say, well, why did Jesus have to pray? He was God in the flesh. He was giving us an example to follow him in our prayer life. And I think some of the things that we receive in our prayer life, first of all, when we pray, we receive a calm spirit. How many times this week have I got down to pray with a burdened heart, with a troubled heart, and started praying, and then the calmness of the Lord came over me. That's Jesus, amen? Yes. Just the calmness, knowing that as I pray, he's listening to me. And he's concerned about my needs. He's concerned about my burden. He's concerned about my problem. He's concerned about my situation. And he calms my spirit. And the second principle, I believe, is simply this. We need, as we pray, we need to surrender to him. Let me ask you a question. How surrendered are you to the Lord today? I'm not talking about just part of you. I'm talking about all of you. I'm talking about all of us. How much are we surrendered to the Lord this day? And our prayer becomes personal. I can't tell you, I can't tell you how much you need to pray. That's, I can't. I can't do that. That's up to you. But I know one thing. I know how much time that Jimmy McCarter needs to spend in prayer. I know that. I can't preach without I spend time in prayer. I can't study without I spend time in prayer. Some people, I guess, have the idea that a, uh, I'll never forget a preacher friend of mine years ago in Knoxville. I ran into him at the hospital and he was so discouraged and so down and out. And, and I, said, I said, man, what's wrong? 
And he said, well, it's like this, Brother Jimmy. He said, I've got folks that believe that a preacher does nothing but do a little talking on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night, and that's it. Folks, listen. I've got to spend time. If I'm going to preach to you, I've got to spend time in prayer and study of God's Word. And I think many of us as Christians, we fail and we quit and we even give up because of the lack of prayer in our lives. Prayer ought to be the normal, prayer ought to be normal part of your life every day. As you start the day, as you end the day, as you go through the day. There are times that I find myself even in the middle of the day, getting away for a few moments and just talking to God because I'm up against something I can't handle. And I know that God's the only one that can do it. So prayer is a, is a normal part of the life of the believer. If he's going to grow in grace, he's got to pray. He's got to pray. So these disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. And I believe the biblical purpose of prayer is, get to, is getting to know God better. How do we know God better? How do we know each other better? Fellowship. How, are we going to, how am I going to know you? I've got to have fellowship with you. How are you going to know me? We fellowship with each other. All right, how are we going to know God better? We've got to pray and study his word and then you'll know God. You'll know about him. You'll know what he, what he is and who he is and what he can do for us if we'll let him. So we need fellowship with each other and we need fellowship in the word of God. And prayer is going to change us, folks. Listen to me closely, all right? Get this, please. Prayer is going to change us. Prayer is going to change us. And we can come boldly to the throne of grace. And I love this scripture. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Boldly. In other words, I don't have to be scared. I don't have to be worried. I can come boldly to the throne of grace. I can come into the presence of God. And not have to worry. I can come boldly that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I can find grace and help in the time of need. Now, let's go back to what I asked you in the beginning. If Jesus was standing here today in the flesh, in this church, what would he find? You remember the story in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus was cleansing the temple. He went into the temple, and what were they doing? They had made, they had made God's place a place of merchandise. And of course, Jesus just overturned the tables of the muddy changers and, and cleansed the temple. He said, my house is going to be called a house of prayer and you've made it a den of thieves. What if Jesus was here today? What would he find in North Etowah Baptist Church? 
Would he have to do some cleaning out? Would he? Would he have to get rid of some pride that's stacked away in some of our lives? Would he have to get rid of some unforgiveness, an unforgiving spirit? Would he have to sweep out some hidden sin? Nobody knows about it. Yes, God does. Folks, we can't hide anything from God. Amen? You don't hide anything from God. God knows. Would he have to get rid of some anger? Some evil speaking? Some jealousy? Some judgmental attitude? Strife? What would God find in our church if he stood here today and looked at us? What would he find? Would he have to clean out some things before we could get to be the church that God wants us to be? I want to give you my prayer verse that I've used all of my life. I love it. I believe it. Matthew 21, 22. The Bible says this, and all things, <clears throat> and all things, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, believing, you shall receive. Now I know somebody's going to say, Brother Jimmy, have you had all of your prayers answered? No, but it could be that God uh, had a different direction that he wanted me to go is the reason he didn't answer that prayer. But I believe every word of that verse right there, and all things, all things, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Church, we've got to believe that kind of prayer. Amen? Yeah, we've got to believe that kind of prayer. So let me ask you a question this morning. Don't you think it's time or past time that we get serious with God about prayer? You agree? It's past time that we say, Lord, teach us how to pray. We want to know how to pray. We want to earnestly come before you in humble prayer believing that you're going to hear us and that you're going to do something for us. Church, we need that. We've got to have it. We've got to have it. I don't know how many times this week I've looked at that scripture and read it to myself and said, Lord, please teach me what you want me to know about prayer because and I I confess to him Lord I'm not there yet (laughs) I want to really know how to pray and get a hold of the throne of God in my life for my church for my family for my friends can you imagine how many lost people just think about it a second how many lost people all around North Etowah Church 
How many times have you prayed for them lately? I guarantee you some of you could call names out right now of lost people all around this church. We've sung about heaven here this morning and if you're saved and know Christ, that's where we're going. But see, there are people all around here that's not going there if they don't get saved. How much time have we spent in prayer praying for them? Then how much time have we spent going and saying, let me tell you about Jesus and what he can do for you? Church, we've got to get serious about prayer. You agree? We've got to get serious. If we've been playing, we've got to stop playing and get real about God's work and God's business. I believe with all of my heart, and this is my belief, this is my thinking, the more I study God's word, the more I study his word, and I'm no expert, but I believe with all of my heart, the more I study God's word, the more he's showing me that we are at the end We're in the last days, and we better be busy about his work and get something done. Amen? Yeah. We got to pray. We got to get serious with God, and we got to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? I want to do it. And some of us need to do that today. I believe that with all of my heart. Some of us need to do it. See, I don't look into your heart. I don't know if I, I, can't, I can't look. It's not my job. But God's looking at our hearts today and he's checking us. And we've got to get serious about God and about his work. What is God asking you to do in this time together? In this invitation? Maybe some of you just need to come and find a place of prayer and say, Lord, Take my life and use me for your glory and honor from this time forward. Some of you may need to come because you've got needs that you need to turn over to the Lord. Will you do that? Let's stand together. I'm going to pray. Brother Ron's going to come and lead us in a hymn of invitation. I'm going to ask you to do business with God this morning, whatever God wants you to do. Brother Jonathan's always down here to help you. If you need to talk with him, he'll pray with you, and he'll help you. But let's do business with God this morning. Let's be honest with God and with ourselves. Lord, what would you want me to do in this time, in this invitation, right now, in this service? Will you do it? Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege And it's a privilege to open your word, to look into the scriptures, and then to say, Lord, teach us how to pray. Now, Lord, in this invitation this morning, I'm praying your will be done. Not mine, but your will. For those who need to come and find a place of prayer today, Help them to come. Help them to not be ashamed, but to say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. 
Lord, thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your goodness. Please speak to our hearts right now, Lord. Lord, my heart is broken for this invitation. Will you please receive glory and honor and praise right now? In Jesus' name, amen.